Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. As always, I want to thank you, the listeners, for all the support. Uh, everything you guys have been doing for me, it's all greatly appreciated. Uh, this shit would be pointless without you guys, so thank you for the bottom of my heart. Um, ah, man, it's been busy. It's been a busy two weeks, man. Uh, nonstop recordings, editing, and, and getting this stuff posted. Uh, you know, it's been fun. A lot of great conversations, but uh, I'm ready to slow down just a bit here the next week and, um, you know, start getting back to like, you know, two to three episodes a week. We'll see. But, uh, you know, that being said, be on the lookout. I'm looking for uh, people to come on the show. Um, you know, if, if you're if you have the ability to run your mouth and you like to drink beer, you're probably a good candidate. So, uh, you know, hit me up if you're interested um, and want to talk about some shit. But um, it's still cold up here in upstate New York, uh, probably the Northeast in general. Um, so the only thing I really got coming up is uh, the Santa Cooper at the end of the month. I'm definitely looking at making some uh, trips down to like the Delaware, Pennsylvania. Jer- I don't know. I don't know about Jersey. I, heard, I don't know about Jersey. We'll see. Uh, but some areas, some areas like that, where uh, it'll start warming up a little sooner than what it is up here. But uh, yeah, to all my uh, my brothers and sisters in the Northeast, you know, hold on tight. You know, or hang in there. It's uh, it, this winter's got to end eventually. Uh, it, it's got to get warm. So uh, spring will be here before you know it. We'll be back in the water. So uh, just stay focused. Um, you know. Get ready for these tournaments, you know, get your gear clean, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, what do I know, don't listen to me, anyways, next guest is uh, Alan Reed, uh, super cool dude, um, he hasn't been in the sport for a very long time, you know, considering, you know, some of the other anglers in the sport, but uh, he's done a lot, he's had a lot of success, um, and I was annoying enough, or I annoyed him enough to share some of his secrets, um, and you know, we talked about just, just tournament fishing and fishing in general, and you know, we also went over his, uh, some of, the, some of the things that have took place down at uh, the Timitational and uh, Lake Seminole, and he fished both of them. So uh, just a really cool conversation. You know, Alan's a real pro at this shit. And, I, you know, I had no idea why he wanted to talk to me, but uh, I'm glad he did. You know, I learned a lot, and I look forward to having him back on the show in, in a later date. But uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. You know, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, Alan. Welcome to the Dark Waters, man. How we doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. You uh, are you caught up? Are you well rested? Because uh, you went pretty hard last week. Well, that's I don't know. We're kind of hit that part of the season, right? I mean, that's just part of it. And uh, it was good to get on the water. Glad to get yeah. out there and start fishing, be in some warmer weather. But uh, uh, I don't know. It doesn't wear on me like that. I mean. Gosh, I, I like being out there doing that, traveling around, seeing my friends, catching big fish. So right on, right on. All right, well, I hate to do this because I, I, I don't know you personally, but I've heard you on, you know, like the paddle and fin. So I know you've done a, a lot of podcasts, and so I, I hate asking people to do this, but just because it's the first time of the show, if you don't mind, like, giving an intro on yourself, like just who you are, you know, what you've done, and just like what's going on in your life right now. Sure. Um. So I'm Alan Reed. Um. I am. Uh, kayak angler obviously um i've been doing this for uh three years this would be my fourth season now um came into fishing um from basically not fishing at all right and jumped right into this and 
was doing it out of a cheap kayak and you know thought i'd discovered something really new that nobody else had ever done before i could get out on some of these smaller bodies of water around here get where those boats were and then uh found out wow this is a lot bigger than that so um that first competitive season um officially a lot of the southern indiana yak angler club tournaments uh one angler of the year there my first year fishing and then kind of did the expansion every year since then right so uh fished some more regional stuff that that next year um obviously had qualified for my first national championship that was a big one down on kentucky lake with 751 of us down there i got 65th um and then national championship last year i was 35th so kind of improving there but you know kbf then launched that you know the pro tour last year i said you know i'm all in that's kind of how i've been about this i'm gonna jump right into it and, and go do that hope we had their you know their launch last year so um national series wise that's where i was fishing um was fortunate enough to win two pro tour events uh a kbf trail event and uh did well um down at chickamauga on the first hobie bass open event but uh didn't didn't qualify for toc so certainly something i'd like to do this year um anytime there's a championship out there i want to go for that right right go for broke so um have that i'm also one of the admins for the southern indiana yak angler club and then uh sam jones and i are co-founders of hoosier kayak bassin so that kind of started off as a facebook group to promote the different series we have here in indiana and our anglers and then we've expanded that out now we've got our own podcast got our own youtube channel website all that kind of stuff uh, to try to help people you know learn not just about kayak fishing so we did a uh, seminar here recently at one of the expos and talked about something that's really applicable to all fishing and uh, kind of build on that so i'm in man i'm in all all the way on this i got, yeah, got I hear you, I hear a lot you. of pot things on the fire well this I'm, I'm a little interested uh you said you didn't really have much fishing prior to the four years ago when you jumped into a kayak no i mean i was one of those like maybe fish every once in a while right but not, but not like you, you were like a bass boat guy and like it's you know no, i was like didn't even own a fishing rod kind of guy <laughs> so that's isn't that crazy let me ask you this i just got off the uh got done doing a podcast with uh with uh Kimwood, um, and it was something that was because you know he was he was kind of in the sport for a very, you know in the kind of the beginning like you know back when he started they were they weren't battling for pay or, or uh, cashing checks they were battling to see who was going to buy beer that night you know like those kind of yeah. turn you know and so I was wondering like you because know, like the sport's really taking off now um and like the um, I feel like the like the, you know the quality of angers you know it's gotten so good and then that. Now the sport's gonna start attracting like real like to more quality. Like, you've already seen it this year with a few people leaving the uh, the bass boat world to come into the uh, the kayak uh, world. What do you think? You think it's because it's uh because how big the sport's gotten that like it's gonna be a little bit harder? Because I mean here I am I'm, I'm going on my second season. Um, I think that you know like it's not gonna be as I don't want to say as easy as what me and uh Kim were kind of talking about. This is like like you could have gotten away with being you know kind of a a newish angler and still doesn't been successful but now it's like you, you might want to know your shit because there's a lot like the, sport, the sport's growing up like we're, we're we're attracting a lot of uh 
experience and like you know, like I don't want to say like more like more quali- quality anglers, but just you know what I mean. I think the competition is really about to like the, the, the ramp up now. Well, I, I think that first off, let's say it depends on the level that we're talking about here, right? So right. we don't want to discourage people for, from jumping into the kayak world right, because right, of. Right. Because of that, right? You see all these big names going out and do that on the national side or the regional type thing, right? But you have the local stuff, right? The grassroots thing's still there. It's a great way to get into the sport. Um, you have the guys that can't put the time in to being on the road, to putting all the study in and all those kind of things. So they're going to fish the local waters and those kind of right. things, right? That's a great way to get into this. Um, I think on the, you know, on the national side, I don't know. I mean, it's been there, right? I mean, yeah. there's good sticks out there, and that hasn't changed. Um, uh, I'm, I'm an anomaly, right? I mean, I think, yeah. uh, you know. Well, that's, what I was, that's what I was getting at. You're definitely, like, you, you don't hear two people just coming out of left field with no experience and, and then winning pro events. Yeah, yeah. and but it, But it takes time and sacrifice to do that, right? So it's not one of those where, I mean, I know. Like for me, right, I got a lot of catching up to do. I don't have all those years of experience. So it's one of the things that when we were up at the championships up at lacrosse, I was in a house with uh, you know, Cody Milton and Matthew Scotch, Eric Siddiqui, Josh Stewart. And it was one of the questions, right, I like to always learn when I'm around that. And we were just talking about some stuff on the water and just said, hey, so, so what is it for you guys, right? What's the big thing for you guys? And it was the experience, right, just being out there. And being able to reapply things that they have found on maybe a different body of water, but it looks the same, right? I don't have all that yet, right? right? I can I can sit and watch a bunch of YouTube videos and learn different techniques and all that kind of stuff, right? But the experience side, yeah, I don't I don't have that yet. But I try to have a really good memory. I try to pay attention to all the little details when I'm out on the water to accelerate that growth as as fast as I can. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think most people are going to come out and just start winning tournaments, right? Right. I mean, uh, it's hard to win a tournament. Very. I mean, you you look at, you know, even all those experienced tournaments or tournament anglers, right? How many tournaments are they winning? It's tough to win wherever you go. Yeah. The only thing you can hope for is to be, at least what I'm getting out of it, you know, from what little I know you know, when it, when it comes to like competing at that level is that you just hope to be consistent. You know what I mean? Like to have, to be up there, we're able to cash checks, but like, you're right. Like place number one is not easy. It's, it's, there's so many variables that go into it and you can't control what the other people do and you can't control what the weather and what the, uh, all the elements do. Like you, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You can only control what you can control. Um, right. You can put your time in, you can put all that study in. So that's another thing, right? I mean, I spent a ton of time prepping for these tournaments, looking at, you know, looking at the maps, looking at Google Earth, looking at what I can about YouTube out there, uh, you know, people out fishing on the water, a bunch of stuff like that, right? And that all happens long before I ever start the drive to go there. And then when I get there, uh, you know, I like to see that body of water before I get out there, kind of, you know, what's the water clarity really like, kind of what's the lay of the land, and and there's, I don't know what it is, right? There's kind of this thing that clicks inside me. And I, I kind of make that first initial adjustment before I've ever gone out there. And I'm kind of set and I've got the lures tied on that I think it should be, you know, right, based on those conditions. Um, 
and then go out there and just put the time in and try to piece the puzzle together. Yeah, it's it's definitely a like you know I come from other sport backgrounds, um, and this is different. I mean, there is a little bit of like you know physical you know that goes into it, but a lot of it's just it's a lot of it's mental. Majority oh. of it's mental. Majority of it's and what I love about it and which you know the part that I really got to start figuring out is the the problem solving portion because like you know last year I can openly I can honestly admit like my problem was I got fishiated on on fishing the lake that. I was, you know, fishing the lake how I was comfortable with fishing and how I wanted to fish it, not based off what the uh, what the elements were throwing at me. And so it's instead of like solving the problem, like figuring out where these fish are, I'm like I'm not leaving these these grass areas because that's I've caught fish here before. That's you know, and that's that's what I do, and I'm not leaving it because and, and it's, instead of like working the problem and and possibly doing good in a tournament, but you know that, that's 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 the difference between being you know being like a, a novice like me and being you know. A pro like some of these other sticks that we know um it's the, the problem solving portion of it the the thinking man's game it, it is and you definitely have to be willing to adjust but there's a flip side of that too right because we all have our comforts and we have things that we would like to kind of go to or similar kind of thing right so obviously you want to build that skill set up so you have more of those kind of things to do but um but you look at, say, the bass boat world, right, the guys that we've seen out there for years doing this, right? I mean, Dean Rojas, he's going to go find a way to throw a frog if that's what he – right, if there's that opportunity there because that's what his comfort is. Now, is that always going to be successful? Maybe not, but that's what his comfort is, and he's consistent over all of these years, right? So I think the same thing kind of goes there, right? You get into a lot of these larger national events, they're, they're big lakes. Right. There's lots of different um, things to go fish. Right. So you, you can find a lot of different things, your comfort. Um, you know, I, I listened to one of your other podcasts with, with Sam. Right. And you guys talk about, right. There's some people that, that want to go fish deep. There's some people that want to go fish shallow. That, And then there's kind of that in between. Hey, I'm going to kind of adjust and, and do those what I got to do kind of thing. So. I think that's that's part of it, right? Being flexible, but but I've seen people fall into the trap too that they show up to a body of water they've never fished before, and they start talking to a bunch of locals that are telling them to do all this stuff that they've never done before. Right. Now they're down into it to something they've right. You're not going to be successful doing that most likely, right? You you haven't done it. You haven't you haven't gone out and practiced that. Right. And uh, right. So kind of make the lake yours. And find what works for you. And yeah, let's uh, let's go off that because that, that, you know, I've been questioning this because like, this this year is like my like the year I want to break you know want to break out I want to mm-hmm. you know I, you know like last year I cut my teeth I learned a lot of lessons um but this year like you know like I'm starting to plan you know for uh, you know Santee Creek or Santee Cooper I'm sorry in South Carolina um you know I've got the map in front of me and everything and, but you know I think about all the things that I learned last year and all the things that you know that I know that I needed to work on. Um, but like one thing you kind of said that it still kind of resonated with me. I'm still looking at like improving the game, but it's just like I think it was Gre- uh, Drew Greger who said it best. Like uh, when he goes to these tournaments, like he's a you know he throws a chatterbait and that's what he's gonna throw. Uh, I'm not saying he, he changed it, but I mean he, that's his strength. Uh, and he focuses a lot on the strength. And I was you know I'm curious about that because you know like you look at a lot of other sports like like you have your strengths. I'm not saying you you have things to fall you don't have things that you can fall back on, but just like. Like, like, let's say, like, for you, it's like, like uh, Sam Jones mentioned that you're a shallow guy. 
I mean, it doesn't mean uh, it doesn't, doesn't mean that you are not shut up. You're, it doesn't mean you're gonna you're not ever gonna go offshore. But it's like, like sometimes like it's should you especially in a sport like this like really focus like like you said on your strength on those comfort levels. Um, because because the thing is like you you said earlier like winning winning a, you know competition it's hard. Um, yes. so when you start so when you when you, when you develop a toolbox, um, let me try to articulate this because I suck at articulating shit. So, <laughs> uh, but it's like. Yeah, be really good at one thing. It may not win you something, but at least it's you know you you know how to do it. You've been you've been uh, messing around. You play with it. You've foolproofed it. Um, and it can bring you success. Where instead, where you try to learn like a whole bunch of different things, a whole bunch of different like techniques. Where like, what's that saying that Bruce Lee said that you can teach a man a, a thousand different punches or whatever? You teach him like one punch and he becomes really efficient at that. He's really good at that. So right. is it? Is it something you ever think about? It's like maybe it's not so good to have like a a toolbox with like multi techniques uh, and things. Just, I don't know. It's, it's well, kind of like a- I, I, so I think it depends on where you're coming at it from, right? So I, you know, I talk to a lot of people on the local level that are just getting into this, right? And and I've had these conversations. They're like, oh man, you know, I've gone out and I've bought eight, nine, ten poles, right? And I'm going out and I've got all these different lures, right? But they're confused, right? Like they're just getting into fishing and they're confused on what to do, right? So so start with some basic stuff, right? You have to have a foundation to grow on. And once you have that, then you can expand that out into some of these other things, right? Because there's going to be times, maybe you're the best crankbait, uh, crankbait guy out there, right? Right. But there's going to be times they don't want a crankbait. Or you're right. going to be on a lake that's so weedy and that you can't throw a crankbait. So, so what else do you have, right? What's your finesse game? Right. Right. So I think you kind of have, you know, you need to have that moving bait game. You've got to have that finesse game, and then you, I think you can kind of expand on on that in each of those areas, right? But nobody, I mean, if you're trying to come in in your second year and you're trying to learn 20 new techniques and right. be proficient at that, well, you're gonna you're gonna overwhelm yourself. Yeah, and I think that's where I'm at now, especially with like I'm looking at maps. And like you know, like I got this big offshore thing in my head, and you know, I do want to get better at offshore fishing. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that you know, I think I think there's a lot of benefits to it. But then again, it's just like I'm like I find myself like stressing myself out because for one, I don't even really know what it means yet to to really plan for something like that. So I'm looking at this map and I'm like, I gotta go here, I gotta do offshore, and it's just like, well, you, you did okay, um, you know, fishing the flats and fishing some of those you know the banks that you did. It's like, and, and you know, using like you know like the, the certain techniques I use, like, you know, like I love the crank and I love, um, you know, like, and I, and I love uh, chatter baits and I love things and I love things like that. But it's just like, like I'm thinking way too much into it. So right now I spend most of my time like second guessing myself and second guessing the things that I, that I want to do. So that, so like, you know, here I am, like, you know, I got like, a few weeks left before I go to this tournament and like, I don't have a anywhere close to it. Like I saw a plan because I'm like, I'm trying to, I know, I, I guess so, I'm, I'm trying to do too much and think too much into it. If that makes yeah, any sense. So what, right. It, it, as any other sport, as any other endeavor you go on, right? Keep it simple. Right. Right. If if you're not the offshore guy two days before the tournament, it's probably not the time to be going out and training yourself on having to do offshore. Right. Right. Stick to what you know. You're going to find fish, right? You're, you don't have to go out in 30 foot of water to find fish, right? Now, you may not be on the winning pattern. But you're going to go out and you're going to have that confidence. So there's there's the other part too, right? If you're not going out there fishing with confidence, 
you're not going to catch fish. You're not going to do well. Right. So develop that plan, right? Go into your maps and, you know, and that's a whole nother thing, right? Map reading and under, right? But you got to understand, well, what are you looking for based on the time of the year and what's been going on and the weather and all that stuff, right? I mean, there's going to be some general things that everybody talks about, right? Your points and uh, your mainline points, secondary points, spawning flats, you know, where the creeks are coming in, vegetation, all that kind of, but again, keep that pretty simple too until, right, and kind of grow on that. Um, and and then part of that is taking what you see on maps and then applying that when you get onto the water, right, and you and you go out and you, you have success with that, now you've got more confidence. Now you build on it for the next time and you build on it for the next time. So, right, I mean, there was a, a post that just got put up this week. Uh, Jamie Dennison put that up there, right? And he said the last three 10 winners have also been the AOI winners, right? right. And there was a lot of conversation about that, about momentum. That's, man, that's huge, right? Because if I'm coming in sky high because I'm, I'm doing well at tournaments, I'm just going to keep that rolling, right? We see it all the time in all the sports. Right. So, so I would, you know, especially that first tournament of the year, I kind of get into it, right? Just build something that you feel real confident in and, and go out and make that successful. Yeah. Don't go, right? Don't listen to all the noise. There's a ton of stuff out there, right? And you fall into the trap of, well, I, I got to buy 25 new lures because they're the new thing that's out there. Well, I mean, I, there's people that I know that are out there doing that kind of stuff and they don't, they don't know how to fish a Texas rig worm. Right, like the most basic thing that's going to catch fish, a lot. Right, get that before you're off into to this new fancy stuff. Right, right. And yeah, uh, just go a... with that. Keep it, keep it simple. You go out there and catch some fish, have fun. Right, that's yeah. the number one part of this too. Yeah, I, I think sometimes like you, you know, you forget like how hard the sport is and how hard it is to win that. You know, you're right. Like you're like, well, I gotta know how to do this. I gotta know how to do that. I got I gotta fish this. I gotta fish that. I need to have this rod, this size, this thing. And you get, you're right. It becomes like very overwhelming. Um, and I like the I like the idea of you know like keep it simple. Like this is what you're good at. Focus on that. Get better at that. Expand as you can. You know, as as time develops and you know the time on the water comes and you know when you're not fishing all the tournaments, go out there and practice different things. But you know it's you're right. Second year like. You, it gets overwhelming. Like you start thinking too much into this stuff. And I don't know, I make, I, I want to use this episode as like you know, my little breakthrough for like the, the mental <laughs> breakdown I've been having like the, the past week and a half when I decided to do this uh, tournament. Um, but uh, enough about that. Um, let's talk about you just a little bit. Like, like I want to have like a, like a unique conversation with you because you know, this is a big turn. This is a big time for the sport. A lot of, you know, a lot of big wins. Um, you know, just just a lot of like pretty much the beginning of 2020, maybe the end for the uh, the KBF tourney season, but like it's pretty much a start for everything. We're getting into, we're getting yeah. deep, into, we're getting we're getting we're starting 2020. Um, and I wanted to talk to you because for one, you're very honest, you're very open about you know the experience that you had down there, and um, I just know you from the paddle and fin. I I know you had some big wins, you know, I know you had some big ups. But like one of the things that you learn about the sport that there, as much as there are ups, there are lows. You know, there's highs, there's lows. And uh, you were very open and honest about you know this being a low moment for you, you know, in your fishing. Um, yeah, I think it's important because uh, you know, like it's gonna happen. 
Um, and to not talk about it doesn't do anyone justice because there's a, there's a, I feel like there's a learning experience from everything. Um, and so I kind of just want to go into, you know, what you learned this past week, you know, with the, the Timitationals and going into the Lake Seminole. Um, for one, like it's it's pretty ballsy. It, you know, it's, it's, it's been it's very admirable. You, you you went down and you did two tournaments, and not just not just like two one day tournaments. You did two two day tournaments. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that if another thing that you, I don't think you know people don't think about is that you, it wasn't like you live in Florida. You don't live in Georgia. No. Oh, you don't even live in Alabama or Tennessee. Like you you live in Indiana, right? That's um, correct. So it, it it wasn't like it was a short drive. So you put a lot into this weekend. Um, you know, like what made you? We'll start off. We'll, we'll break it simple. Um, like. What could, what made you decide to go down there and do the Timitational and Lake Seminole all in one bang? Yeah, so um, so I wanted to do the Timitational because uh, right, I'd always heard, hey, it's, it's fun, right? In past years, it'd been a Bienville, um, but I hadn't been to Florida fishing before. I wanted to go down and do that. I wanted to go out and just experience that. But the other part was, like, for a, a lot of the part of the, the season last year, I was up in the 10. Right. So I wanted them to have that opportunity to go down and try to get into the 10. Now the Timitational, right. I, I did, I did okay. Right. I wasn't upset about that tournament. Right. right? I was 11th, um, you know, right there with, with the names, right. I mean, Jody queen was right there with me. Right. And, right. Um, so I wasn't upset about that one at all. Right. I mean, I, I, I went out, I did my work. I found a spot. I had good fish, um, lots of big fish in the area pre-fishing. And with the the weather and the stuff that happened there with the cold front coming in and then, you know, just starting to warm back up, uh, you know, they just weren't fired up. Right. And, right. And, and so I, you know, after that first day, um, I caught a, caught a big fish early on and held, held there, but I went until quarter till 12 and hadn't had another bite yet. And I was like, it's a two day tournament, right? I got to bail on this. I got to go get my limit because it's tough, right? I can right. see everybody else is having a tough time too. So if I go finish out that limit, I'm still in the game. So I went and bailed on that, went and got my limit. So the next day I was like, okay, I need, a, I need a good day. I need a really good day. I'm going to go back to my spot. Again, started off, caught a decent fish starting off with, and it just wasn't happening. But, but the conditions were cloudy um, and cold. It was, it was down in the low 40s that morning, which – Florida bass don't like that. No, they're 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 like they're they're like Floridians. Like, cause I'm from Florida. When I first came up to upstate yeah. New York, like it was only spring, and it was like 40, 50 degrees, and it I run inside or I put my winter out, you know, my 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 cold weather outfit. So they're they're just like the the people down there. Like a little yeah. bit of weather will put them inside, or you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, so I I went and I said, hey, I'm gonna go go get a limit real quick. And then I'll come back to my spot that should fire up as things get warm because it was going to be mid 70s that day, and uh, didn't exactly work the plan. It took me longer than I expected to get a limit, and I was transferring lakes and all that stuff, so it just didn't work. But but it turned out okay, right? I was pleased with that. Um, had some conversations about headed up to Seminole. Thought you know I didn't get into the 10. I'm already down here. I'm going to go fish it. I've already looked into the lake. I know how it lays out. But it was one of those two. I mean. And the weather was not in our favor, right? Well, um, just, just, uh, just not to interrupt you, sir. Uh, but uh, you, so you weren't originally planning on doing both. Like you were just down there, at the Timitational, and you decided well, on a limb no. to go do Seminole. So my plan was, if I didn't win to get into the ten, then I was going to go fish Seminole. 
So you were already prepared, like as far as I'm sure you did your map recons and all your things like that. Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah, but I hadn't been on the lake yet. Right. Yeah. Right. So I had a one day break in there. Um, I drove halfway to Seminole that first night because the conversations I'd had with some people that had fish there, it's like, man, the fish are all over the place. They're very transitional. They'll be in one area, you'll catch one, and then you go to cast back at them and they're gone. Right. And so I was kind of told, hey, go fish this area, which I'd already seen on the map and look pretty good. Like, just go there, you'll catch fish. Right. But I knew going in, it was going to be tough. I mean, there'd been people there for two, three, four, maybe all week and hadn't caught a fish yet. Right. So I knew going in, this was not going to be an easy task and, uh, and got out there. Um, and <laughs> it was tough. Right. And I was trying, I was trying everything and, uh, you know, caught one fish that first day, about 18 foot of water on a shaky head on a grass line. And I tried to run that pattern, try to go fish some of these docks, couldn't pick anything up there, you know, just a lot of grass down there and, and doing that. Right. I was doing everything that I knew to do. Right? I mean, I look, it looked like a pre-fishing day on my kayak at the end of the day, right? Everything was out. And so, um, you know, when I put that video up, it wasn't it wasn't a woe me or anything right. like that. It was just, um, I'd never been in that situation before. Right? That, and that's Again, what that's what that's what I got out of. It. I got it was more like a, like I said, like a, you learned you learned a lesson, or you you learned something. I, I did. Oh, you still there? Uh, so we were just going back to the uh, the video. Like it wasn't a woe is me. It was more of a. Uh... You just kind of explain what happened. Yeah. So I think that you kind of touched on it in your comment, right? I mean, everybody's real, uh, you know, wants to go out there and they say all the good stuff, right? And and, and that's good, right? I mean, you know, I, I share my success. Other people share their success. Um, but one of the things, too, is I want people to, to realize, right, because as the sport's growing, right? I mean, I, I was on the road a lot last year. I drove 25,000 miles for tournaments. Right. I mean, it, it, it takes commitment to do that kind of stuff and everything's not going to go exactly the way that you want. And I'm just trying to be real about what that's like. Um, just so people right can kind of see that, that piece there. Um, there was, there used to be a, uh, a show, um, I forget what it was called, but it was, uh, it was on Netflix. You can find it out there and it was following some of the FLW guys around, um, uh, before. And it was, it was really neat, right? Because it followed them through a season and right. You got to see when they did good, but you also saw when things didn't go so well and how they handled it. And so for me, I mean, I, I say you have to have a really good memory as an angler. We got to have that on the fishing side, but when it comes to the tournaments, you got to have a really short memory and just move on to the next one. So I've moved, you know, I've moved past that. Um, you know, it's just, you know, a little bit of energy to put towards these next tournaments, you know, making sure I'm fully prepped. I'm, you know, I'm out there. I, I didn't pre-fish, right? I mean, that, that hurt. Right. I mean, maybe it didn't hurt, right? Because there are a lot of people that pre-fished that didn't do well either, right? But for me, it was one of those. At least I would have probably felt different about it if I had pre-fished. So, it's but that's tournament life, right? That's what it is. It's a, well, it's let me ask you this. Um did you, do you feel like you uh, you took on too much at one time, like, doing, like uh, competing like that with, like, two big tournaments? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, you could look at it and say, well, maybe, you know, if I pre-fished, whatever like that, right? Uh, I'm not going to make any excuse for it. I mean, I went right. there, it was tough conditions. It didn't work out, right? And yeah. and the next day, um, I did exactly what I said I was going to do, right? I got out on the water and I was, I was, you know, trying to catch big fish. I mean, I've never seen so many 11 to 11 and three quarter inch fish uh, come up and, and chomp on a five inch swim bait. I mean, that was crazy. Right. And, but, but I was watching, you know, what was happening on the leaderboard, watching my friends. I was super happy for Kurt and what he did, you know, uh, buddies. And we talked quite a bit and, and uh, you know, maybe not so much about uh, techniques and stuff like that, but a lot of just kind of just how, how to go about this whole tournament fishing thing and stuff like that. So really appreciate him and really appreciate watching his success there. That was, well, that, that was the, fun. The, that was kind of, what I was, you know, with, with this, uh, with this podcast, um, you know, cause I, I talked to Kurt Smith a lot too. And when I talked to him, we really break not necessarily techniques or anything. Cause you know, technique is technique and you know, people got, there's a thousand ways to win and a thousand ways to lose, but we were talking about more like the, uh, like the approach to you know to uh, tournament fishing and the mindset and everything that goes into you guys when you're competing at such a, a high level, um, and, and like one of the things that you, you said, uh, you might not even say I think you just wrote it, but it was like never again. If you could just like kind of go back, to like wh- what does that what does that mean, and has it changed? You know, now there's been like a week since. Yeah, I mean, the uh, my never again was. I, I felt like because I hadn't been able to pre-fish, I wasn't fully prepped, right? I, we all have our routines. We have our things that we do. And, and I didn't get to do my full routine, right? right. I, did all the, I did all the upfront prep work. I had a spot located, but I didn't go out there and get the pre-fish and, and really make it my own. Right? Kind of what we talked about there, matching up, finding the fish with what you found on the map. And, and that was really what that was. Um, I felt like uh, it's one of those two. I mean, I kind of look back on it and say, for me, I really wish I'd have had that time to do that. But there, like on the flip side, that tournament, it was tough conditions. There were people that had been out there fishing for days and days and hadn't put it together. But it, you know, for me, that's that was what it was. It was uh, I need to go through and I need to be able to do my full full package to feel like I'm gonna go into that tournament with full confidence. Right, and you know, I guess in like hindsight, when you really look at it, it was like, 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 how often are you really going to have like a situation like that take place where you know most of your tournaments they're spaced out perfectly, uh, or you know they're spaced out enough where you can you can you can uh, attack one individually. Where this one was, it just happened to be around the same time as the uh, you know the KBF uh, Invitational, so which is more like, like like why not? And they're both close together. I mean, like yeah. I mean, yeah, so I mean, I guess it, it, it kind of makes a little more not sense, but now you know, I kind of get like where you're coming from with the uh, the video and everything else. Is it was just a it was a timing, you know, it seemed like more like a timing thing, and just like you know, why wouldn't you do the Timitational and then drive a few hours to go do the uh, the Seminole event? But then again, you also didn't get to perform the way you you know you can um, with, with with the amount of time that you you know and, and going through the you know the process of what you you use to uh, to plan for most of your events. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, you know, and some of that, it wasn't, I don't think it was some kind of rash decision or anything like that. Right. Like I said, I wanted to be real about that. Right. I mean, my trips down there, I was putting up some videos about just what was going on. You know, uh, there's challenges, right. I mean, heading into the 10 invitation, I was sick. 
right? I had whatever that respiratory thing was, coughing and just worn down, right? Again, it's not an excuse. I'm going to go out there and I'll just get the job done, take care of that. But, and that's, how, that's my approach to this, right? And it's maybe a little bit different than how it is for some people, right? To me, uh, this is, uh, right? It's not a hobby, right? It's beyond right. a hobby, right? Way beyond a hobby for me. And, and that's what people don't realize. I, you, you go to your normal job a lot of times when you don't feel your best. Well, this is my other job, and I didn't feel the best, and I still went and did it. Right. right? So, um, and so I wanted to put that other part out there too, right? Hey, I went to Seminole. For me, it was the first time I hadn't been in position coming into that second day, right? And that stung. I mean, it did. That, that, you know, but that's part of it. That's the that's the ups and downs of tournament fishing. And so put it out there, let people see that. Now we move on, we prep for the next tournaments. Yeah, and that's well, but that's kind of what I want to get to because like, this sport, is, it's so unpredictable and you don't know how it's going to be you know, the next time you go out there. But when these things happen, you know, what, you know, especially you know, I thought to, uh, you know, Kurt talks about a lot last time is like having that, you know, that positive attitude, that, that good mental game because, you, you've got to be able to work through situations like this because you can't let these things affect your next tournament or, or your, the next day of the tournament. Like you have to be able to stay focused and you have to stay positive and you have to, you know, you know, just do these things to be successful. Yeah. And you, you even have to do that within the day of a tournament. Right. right? So um, I had the opportunity to talk to Gerald Swindle after he'd been down at Kissimmee and, and fishing that bass open. And uh, he came up there and he was kind of saying, you know, the last day of that tournament he was in, seventh he had a chance to make a run up to the top right and he was fishing along and had a big fish big fish hooked on there and it just started running and snapped his like 50 pound braid right and he was kind of steaming about it right then he was thinking about that the next fish comes along and comes up and bites that lure and he was still thinking about the other fish he lost right right screwed and he screwed that one up so as far as the how you are performing, you got to have that short memory and just hey, what's happened happened, right, and move on. Yeah, you may maybe you caught a big fish, right, but you still don't have a limit, so now you got to move on. You did one part, move to the next part, and just be kind of systematic in your approach to going into to this tournament thing. And uh, and, and and nobody wins all these things, right? I mean, right. nobody goes out there and is successful at every one of these tournaments. Right. That's the that's the reality of it. And, you know, you grind through it, move to the next one. And, hey, this is this season's just started. I'm right. not down. I'm not down at all. Right. Just starting. A lot of good stuff going to happen this year. I'm lo- really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, you know, that being said, and that's all I really want to cover. I, you know, like I really appreciate like the honesty that you had towards it. Um, like I said, everyone loves to talk about when shit's good. Everyone loves to talk about when winning and cashing checks or, you know, but not everybody wants to go. How often do you see someone posting on Instagram about like, you know, how bad things went or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not very often, but when they do, it's, it's like that, uh, that generic, like, Oh, I just didn't find the spot or I, you know, or like, you know, like, but like you was like, you know, like, this is how I feel, you know? And, it, you know, I respect that kind of honesty because it's, you know, it's, it's hard to come by because uh, nobody likes to talk about, you know, the failures of, you know, of this, uh, of anything in life. No, nobody likes to, but 
I think another part of this too, right, is being a uh, relative newcomer to the, the sport of kayak fish. I mean, I've had a ton of success, right? Ton of it, a lot more success than a lot of people that have been doing this for a while. And, and honestly, I've had to do most of that on my own, right? I've had some people give me some information. I mean, Kurt's one of those guys. He helped me read, learn how to read a map and what I was looking for and that kind of stuff. But most of these things I've done on my own. And so I want to be able to give back in a way that says, hey, if you go out and we all know, we all know that it feels good and it's easy to react when things aren't going or things went well. But when things aren't going good, um, it's, it's a punch, right? right. You're, you're going to take that, but, but suck it up and move on. You know, nobody wants to, uh, you know, hear you keep whining about it. Or right. Right, don't let don't let that drag your your season down. And, and I had some people, right, some friends of mine, like, man, I started listening to that video, man, that was that was just bad. I mean, they were like, what was what? It's like that wasn't what it was about. You didn't listen to the whole thing, right? right? You didn't listen to it, or, or you don't understand it, right? And every sport's that same way, right? I mean, yeah. whether you like football or basketball or whatever like that, uh, nobody's going out winning the Super Bowl every year, right? And there's only one overall winner every season. Right. Well, yeah, you know, you're all going to be put in that situation. So um, I just wanted to be real about that and, and try to help people understand, um, you know, even, even for me, right. I've had a lot of success. A lot of these other people have had a lot of success, but um, you know, nobody has a season that goes flawlessly. It just doesn't happen. And, you know, it's one of those two, I think, that right? I mean, if I go out and have a great rest of the season, nobody will ever remember that tournament. Right. It doesn't happen, right? And I think, you know, uh, we all follow each other and kind of see what people are doing. There's people we look up to and that kind of stuff, right? I mean, Christine Fisher going into that same tournament said, man, I really struggle the first tournament of the year every year. Well, right, she struggled last year at Chickamauga too, but – Everybody forgot about that as the season went on, didn't they? Right. Yeah, we definitely did. <laughs> Have that short memory. Yeah. Ride your successes. All right, man. Well, I mean, I really do appreciate that. Um, let's uh, let's change something just a little bit. Um, so, you know, with everything in mind, what are we looking at in 2020? What's what's next for Alan Reed? Um, so I'm probably going to go down, fish the first Pro Tour event on the Harris chain, um, hit down to Florida again. So hopefully things will be a little bit better weather-wise. I know they're getting hit right now, right? They've uh, had the bass tournament down there, kind of delayed them a few days with the the wind. And then uh, we'll be going to Logan Martin for the first bass event. So I'm fishing all all three of the series this year. Um, You know, and and, uh, kind of see how things play out there, right? But I, I got a pretty full schedule. Um, looking forward to, to getting out there doing that stuff. Again, I have the, the local stuff going as well. The, uh, you know, we'll have our, our, our SIAC club tournaments and I'm an admin for that, right. To help out with a lot of that stuff. And then, uh, Indiana kayak anglers. So my focus is definitely on the, the national stuff, but I'll, I'll feed in the local stuff there too, between those other ones when I don't have to travel. Okay. I mean, that's, that sounds good. So, uh, you know, we'll wrap this up thing. We'll wrap this thing up soon. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about the podcast that you and Sick? Like right now, like I'm, re- I'm really excited about you and Sick because especially after this conversation, like, you know, you both are like a, 
you both got like a wealth of knowledge, and uh, I can't wait to see what you guys do with that podcast. But if you if you want to just go ahead and just talk about uh, that podcast and what you and uh, Sam Jones are trying to do, and then we'll move into thinking who you want to thank, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Sure, sure. So our podcast, um, you know, there's a lot of podcast stuff out there. Um, we really wanted to come up with something a little bit different. So we're going to hit on some things that nobody else is hitting on. Um, you know, we were talking about the mental aspect. Um, we're getting the guests lined up here to talk about that. Um, uh, somebody in the industry that knows it really well and can speak to that. So I'm really excited about that one because everybody talks about the mental game, but that's all we say, right? Is the mental game is so important. We don't tell anybody how to do it or what to think right. or anything like that. So we're going to touch on some of that stuff. Um, also talking about, you know, getting some of the industry leaders in to kind of get their take on this whole kayak thing, uh, because we're infiltrating out into some of the other areas that are not kayak driven, right? So you have the kayak manufacturers, you have kayak accessory people, but then you have all the other fishing related companies, right? You have rod companies and stuff like that. You start to see people, uh, talking about kayak specific rods, just, Hey, what's your take on this whole kayak thing? Um, you know, we think it's big, right? Does the industry think it's as big as what we think it is? Right. And just some things like that to be a little bit different. And obviously we're going to cover uh, our local anglers and how they're doing in tournaments. I mean, Indiana came out last year and uh, I think kind of made a, made a statement that we got some people here that can fish. Definitely. Right. Uh, you know, you had started off with LC with the national championship. You had Glenn Landstrom that led the first two days of national championships, also from Indiana. Right. Um, and then, you know, and then we've had people there on, on the top of the leaderboard throughout the year, you know, Jackson or from Indiana. Um, so a lot of that good stuff, a lot of good anglers here and just want to give them a platform to be able to promote themselves and what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. I love, yeah. love, love doing that stuff. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Why don't you go ahead and just, uh, you know, thank you. Want to thank and you know everyone that just makes fishing easier for you, whether it's your sponsors, family, friends, and you know, whatever. This is your time to plug or, or just give back to whoever you want to get back to. Sure, sure. So certainly, number one, I got to thank TRC Covers. Um, they were one of the first people that that came on board with me and and. Uh, you know, they're there at the at the top of, of what you know what I have this year. Um, also, Kyle King with King Anglers um, out of Lawrenceburg, Indiana. He makes all my rods for me, custom rod builder. Um, which a lot of times people think that means super expensive. That's not what it means. He'll make you know he'll make rods that are more affordable, um, high quality blank uh, made here in the U.S. So that's really good. Trocar, um, really appreciate what they do for me. Um, <clears throat> you know, hooks and, uh, shaky heads. They got a lot of other products out there, um, as well. So certainly check them out. Pro tungsten weights. Um, that's what I use for all my weights. Moving water outfitters here in Indianapolis, um, kayak outfitter, fly shop, and, uh, a lot of good products there. Yak attack with the, uh, kayak accessories and, uh, and then all the friends, right? I mean, I've got a support group of people that keep me humble when I've been successful, but also step in and, and make those 
unsuccessful times a lot easier to take right and and we rib each other and we have a lot of fun um we'll see how the season shakes out this year certainly sam jones and i you know were road buddies last year kind of in this uh hoosier kayak bass and adventure together um but we had brian from paddle and finn right he he traveled with us quite a bit last year dylan fuqua traveled with us a lot last year so um yeah, it's fun to come back to the house and, and do that stuff and uh, joke around with people and, you know, just kind of go over how the day was and let loose a little bit and, and poke fun at each other because right. that's that's what really, really makes the sport fun, right? I mean, it's fun to go out there and catch fish, but, you know, if you didn't have anybody to share that with and really enjoy that time together, would, would it really be worth it? Right. So... Shout out to all those guys uh, keeping this fun. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I'm sorry about the uh, the technical difficulties. The first time it's happened, and it was bound to happen at some point. So I appreciate no, your man. patience. Um, and uh, we'll do this again. Like I said, it's just the season's just started. We got a lot of things coming up, and uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll have you back on sometime mid season or early season, whatever. But uh, you know, I can't thank you enough for coming on. You know, sharing some of the highs and lows of the sport, and uh, you know, and dropping some dropping some nuggets me uh, yeah i really well, appreciate, appreciate you having me on here I, you know it's good to come in here and maybe do a little bit of an explanation of what i meant when i was on there and uh, appreciate the opportunity all right man well you know once again thanks and uh we'll talk to you we'll talk to you soon all right all right man